Hello, 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 and welcome to This Fat Girl Life. I am Kim, your host. You guys know me from this podcast, from The Rope of Hope, from Big Beautiful Badasses. You've seen my bonus episodes. Y'all know who I am by now. But in case you don't, my name is Kimberly Pleasia, and this is This Fat Girl Life podcast. Here, we focus on knowing your worth, loving yourself as you are, And we focus on body image because it does not matter what size you are, body image is an issue. And that brings me to tonight's guest. I have Jen with me tonight. She is a body image coach and the host of the Fat Girl Book Club podcast. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Well, I'm thrilled that you're on here. So before we jump into our conversation, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I'm Jen, and I am the host of Fat Girl Book Club. Uh, I just normally do audio, so doing video is kind of new for me. So hi, everyone. (laughs) Pretty cool. Uh, And yeah, on Fat Girl Book Club, we talk, or I talk, I guess. My guests are in the body liberation space doing something So they could be photographers or activists or scholars. And we decide on a book together, not one that they have written. And we talk about it. I give them discussion questions like you would get at a normal book club. And we talk uh, all about the concepts in the book, all about whether or not the book resonated with us, what kind of things we're going to take away. Because these are books that are really important. They talk about really important things. And a lot of us, if we're living in kind of isolated communities, we may be, books may be the only source that we have of community. And so this is an opportunity to talk about them and and what we're taking from them. So, So that was kind of my main passion project. That started off about a year and a half ago now. It's been running every two weeks for a year and a half. Um. And that's kind of my main big project, but I am a body image coach. I'm just about to launch a brand new online course and it's called how to stop hating what you see in the mirror. So very body image specific. And and that's kind of me. Well, let's talk about this course. I mean, because that is something that I think, you know, starting probably in those young teen years is when you really start picking yourself apart you know you look at that image I'm I'm looking at my reflection right now on my laptop and y'all you you guys already know I dealt with this last week I'm still dealing with it my face is like a teenage girl going through puberty hot flashes and menopause has hit me hard and you add summer heat on top of it and yeah no I'm not even trying to do makeup not fighting with that battle. But I'm 45. I've come to a place in my life where I could do that. Younger women, that is a huge struggle. So what inspired you to do this? Well, I I totally agree with you. That is That was me in a nutshell. I spent my teenage years really picking myself apart, uh, but not actually dieting. I didn't actually diet until I went to go get married. And that's when I hit that point where it was like, oh, I need to diet. 
And then I jumped on the diet train. And for two decades, that's what I did. <laughs> and those main messages, the messages that we get, and this is where I think it, this is the conversation I think that is really important to have with yourself is where do these messages come from? Like who is telling you that you're not good enough the way you are? And for me growing up, it was a lot of magazines. I spent a lot of time reading a lot of magazines. And every time we look at those, we think they're harmless, maybe, maybe fun, maybe, um, you know, we buy them as treats for ourselves. And yet those magazines contain messages, conscious, subconscious, direct, indirect, that the body that we have is not good enough, that we should want to aspire to an, uh, an ideal beauty, that there are certain things that we need to fix. And mm -hmm. so that's just kind of one place that, that we can start looking. But obviously in the modern world we live in, and I didn't grow up with this, but lots of people are right now, social media. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what was just going through my head of, <laughs> you know, I, Facebook, it's there, but it's not as bad. But you've got the Instagram models. You've got TikTok. Mm -hmm. And luckily, TikTok yeah. kind of adapts to what you like, what you don't like. So you can weed some of it out if it's just not healthy for you. But yeah, and social media has become, it can be an amazing thing. It can also kill you, totally quite literally. Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, very early on with social media, I went through my feeds and curated them. And I, I know if people have been in these spaces for a long period of time, they've heard this before. Curate your social media, curate your social media. But it's an ongoing thing. Like if you keep looking through your social media and I don't know, you come across something, it makes you feel just a little bit icky, then that's a good time to think about it. Why does this make me feel a little bit icky? What is going on with me that I'm not feeling like this is resonating with me right now? Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to snooze. Don't be afraid to use those other options besides just unfriend or unlike or unfollow. You can always use the other options, the snoozing, uh, the muting. Those types of things are great things to use. And then when they come back again, maybe I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's, to it's an ongoing process. But if you don't walk away from your social media feeling like a badass, oh, sorry, am I allowed to swear? You are allowed to swear. Okay. I will mark it as explicit, honey. You are good. Um, but it, no, it, seriously, if you do not walk away from your social media feeling like a badass, then it is time to go back through and curate your social media because the messages that we're getting, like I said, conscious or subconscious, they could be completely conscious. Somebody telling you about a diet or subconscious, somebody showing you their life, their life, only the specific bit that they want mm -hmm. to show you that is showing perfection. It's a subconscious message. It's making its way into your psyche. It's making its way into making you feel bad about yourself. This yep. is time to relook at the messages coming into your brain. Well, and since we're already on this topic, um, I actually brought this up earlier uh, when I recorded Big Beautiful Badasses, um, and I brought it up the other day on another episode of Big Beautiful Badasses, this movement that is taking over Instagram Reels and TikTok of these women who 
are falling in love with their bodies and they don't care if it is the ideal body yeah. that some get, you know, all these people are going to think is just, ah, it's their body. They love it. And they're putting it out there for the world. Yes. And I am just in awe because I, these girls, a lot of them are like in their mid twenties. In my mid twenties, I was not that confident. <laughs> No, I know there's some really amazing people out there that are putting themselves out there and I love it. Oh yeah, I'm amazing. totally here for it. <laughs> totally here for it. And I'm going to be honest, it's actually inspired me. I've said this on my other show and I'm saying it here. So there's like going to be so much accountability for me to actually follow through. <laughs> I've been making a conscious effort to kind of take myself out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. because I freely admit shorts and a tank top. I'm good. Gucci. Yep. But that's not all there is. And, you know, especially on camera. Yes. I work from my home. I can be in shorts and a tank top, but I'm also in the public eye. Yeah. I have to have, you know, things that are presentable are, you know, very, you know, more, up than shorts and a tank top. You know, I still work a nine to five. And so I've started, you know, buying pieces that I normally would not buy, even to like lounge t-shirts. Normally I'm like, you know, it's a solid color, usually on the darker side. Yeah. Or it's really cute with floss. Yes. I am that old lady. But <laughs> I actually, we, my husband and I took a trip. I seriously bought a t-shirt that says fat bitch. Very nice. That's so cool. <laughs> I wore that. I wore another one that said FAT fine and thick. Yes. You know, thick thighs save lives. Yep. I am embracing my body at this point. And I hate that it took me 45 years me to too. do that. And honestly, I'm that's why too. I do this podcast. Because I don't want to see other people wait 45 years yes. to love the body they're in. Yeah. And so now my next goal is a bikini. Oh, yay. Good for you. That is <laughs> you, can, awesome. you can see it in my eyes. I'm this so scared awesome. of this. And I guarantee I will not go into a traditional store like Walmart to get it. No. Because I'll probably buy a couple of them and try them on in the privacy of my own home. But that is the next goal. Yes. yes. I, I recently had on my Instagram, because uh, I had a discussion on the podcast about this, this similar discussion about the clothes that scare us, the things that scare us to wear. And I posted that on my Instagram and Facebook. And the reaction that I got from people, I cannot get over the clothing that people are scared to wear and it, it's, it's crop tops, it's bikinis, but it's also like tank tops. People are, don't want other people to see their arms. It's, you know um, yeah, it's shorts uh, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me that, it, and this, this crosses lines, right? This isn't just about being in a fat body or being in a thin body. Oh. This is being in a, in a female body in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, you know? Well, not even female per se. It's, I, transgender 
non-binary, even you know, you're straight cis male. And we all deal with this. My husband is a prime example. He and I went um, on a trip one weekend, had a hot tub. I was like, we are getting in that hot tub. We need to relax. <laughs> yes. You know, we're doing this. So he put on his swim trunks and he got in with a t-shirt on. And I'm looking at him like, honey, you know, I, I was brave enough to do a tankini. Yes, it has a skirt. Yes, it's still covering stuff. But I'm in you know, a two-piece thing here. Yeah. Get comfortable. He's like, I don't want anybody to see my stomach. And I'm looking at him like he has lost his mind. <laughs> and it took a minute to click that he was dealing with that same yes. body image. Now, my husband is smaller than I am. He's taller <laughs> than I am, but he's smaller than I am. And it, it just didn't click at first. And then finally, about 30 minutes in, he rips the T-shirt off. He's like, yeah, I'm getting comfortable at this point. And, but he said what triggered it was he saw another male that was in there with his kids that was probably twice my husband's size just having a grand time and that's when it clicked for him yeah. of why am i being yeah. the self-conscious he's like you you'll put you bought a swimsuit i've never seen you buy a swimsuit you bought a swimsuit and i can't take off a t-shirt yeah and so i mean Men deal with this just as much they as women do. do. They do. They do. It's. I do feel that they deal with it in a different way than women do. One hundred percent. I'm not sure for females. Like if I was at a at a pool and I was in that space where I used to be, where I would wear a t-shirt over my swimsuit, even seeing someone my size or larger you know, not wearing the t-shirt, I'm not sure I would have been like, oh, well, then I can do it too. I'm not sure that that would have been my response. I think women play the comparison game just a little bit differently than men do. And I think Great. that that might, you know, that, that definitely impacts things. Uh, but I mean, that that's different now. It's totally different now. And that starts with things like social media. It starts with being aware of things like what you're putting into your brain in terms of TV, what you're putting into your brain in terms of like podcasts, even what you're listening to, what you're reading, all of these, th these things will impact how you look at body size and body shape mm -hmm. and all the things that come with having a body. Yep. 100% agree. But the, but the comparison game for women can be so different and it's so frustrating. Um, and it's something that I think I had to learn moving into the space of body liberation. I feel like that was one of the things that was like, it's very difficult to not do what I used to do when I was in the whole dieting scene to not walk into a place and immediately compare myself to other people. Well, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I mean, we're, we're all adults here. We're, Women can be brutal. Oh, yes. Women are scandalous when it comes to that. And I, I'm just as guilty. I've been there. I've done it. So yeah. I'm speaking from a place of honesty when I say this. We, yeah. Women can get very brutal when it comes to yes. that comparison game. Yes. 
Yes. And that can be one of the hardest things to get over if you're, if you've been stuck in kind of a dieting cycle for a really long period of time and you've been playing the comparison game for a really long period of time, trying to come out of that requires a lot of effort every time you go into public to stop Mm -hmm. yourself from thinking those thoughts that you had before about what it means to be in a body and what it means to, you know, be around a lot of people that are, you know, the same Mm -hmm. as you. So it's just sort of, it's a deep breath. It's one of those things I heard somebody say once, I can't remember where I heard it and I I really wish I could, but somebody I was, I was listening to, I think on a podcast had said that your second thought is the one that counts because we have these brain pathways. And so when we get into a space where we are immediately looking around and, and looking at other people and we have a judgmental thought about another person, that is a very easily could be a brain pathway that you've had in your brain for a long period of time about what you're supposed to be thinking when you walk up to another person. If you can figure that thought out, like find it and be like, oh, I'm having this thought and change it to something different. That's maybe it doesn't have to even be positive. You don't have to turn it into something positive, but at least more neutral, like, hey, I'm meeting another human. This is cool. I like meeting another human and make it not about appearance at all. That second thought is the one that counts. That's the one that determines our integrity. That's the one that determines who we are as people. And those are the ones we should be paying more attention to. And I love that because we have control over that thought. Not so much with the first one, but with the second one, we have control over that thought. And so um, it's something I always aspire to do when I'm out in public and I find myself getting into those old brain troughs that Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in. (laughs) I I absolutely love that. I actually, I don't know if you saw me. I was like writing that down as you said it. And I, I kind of go along that same pattern. I, and I freely admit, you know, I still have, you know, we all have those thoughts that it pops into your head. It yeah. is old hat. And you learn it as a teenager. You yes, really do. You do. But I have like made it my goal to find something positive. And even internally, like I joke about this because I, as a life coach, I have a five day challenge that I do monthly Yeah. and you write letters to yourself. Well, one of those letters is about acceptance and accepting things about yourself. And the way that I do it is, you know, I tell the members of this group, you know, find something that you hate about yourself. Find something you hate. And I you, you always use myself as an example. My double chin. My God, I hate it. But if I fall asleep, which I did this afternoon, in my armchair, I have a great pillow. Mm. It's not changing the fact that I don't like that feature. Nobody said I had to like that feature. Yes. But it's finding yes. a good quality within it yes oh i love that that's fantastic so that that is my double chin thing yep no i love it because your body your your brain's never going to go from a negative thought to a positive thought you're never going to go from i hate this body part to i love this body part your brain can't make that leap but if you can find something in between that's neutral or find something in between, like you said, that's useful, that you can bring in every time that negative thought comes up, that is so helpful. That is so helpful. It'll start to change your mood. It'll start to 
move you away from those spirals. Like the further I go on my body liberation journey, I still spiral. I mean, we still do, right? The messages are still coming yeah. to us all the time. So we have bad days, but I spiral less often and I spiral less as far down the spiral. I'm able it's to pull not myself. not as severe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And I love that. I think that that is one of the beautiful things about being on this journey is that, you know, I can stop myself from going down this path of all the negative things we think about ourselves mm-hmm. and all the things we think we're going to control by dieting and pull myself out of that and go, no, not today. I'm good enough as I am. Exactly. So if somebody is wanting to do your body image course that you're creating, where can they find it? My website is I wish I were me.com. And they'll find a link on there. It'll have a bunch of information. It'll take them to the curriculum and it'll lay it all out for them. I am typing that in the comments right now. That way, if anybody is interested, you can just click right there and you can, you know, talk to Jen, look at the course and see if this is right for you. You know, I, I'm also going to encourage you guys, check out her podcast. I have listened to a couple episodes, and I love it. What has been your favorite book? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, I put you on the spot. <laughs> such a hard question. I actually, um, somebody asked me this the other day, and I guess I'm doing it more like the first year of my podcast, I had one favorite book, and now this second year, I have another one. So I'm going to give you two, and I know that that's not, that's not the question you asked me, but I'm sorry, I'm breaking the rules. Um, <laughs> the The first year that I did the podcast, I had a lady come on and she is a um, intuitive eating coach out of the UK. And she brought a book to my attention that I had never heard of. And it's called Beauty Sick by Renee Angam. And she is a professor out of Northwestern University and she studies body image. And this isn't uh a book that is all about fat phobia or body liberation. It is more, it it opens up body image in a lot of different ways. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so it's a really interesting book. It's a really interesting read. She's got lots of interviews with different people where they talk about things that like social media, like where they've gotten their messages about their body, like how their messages that they got when they were younger impacted what they're doing when they're older. And she gives you some really great tips about how to help with your body image. So I think that that is, that was my, my favorite surprising read of the first year of the podcast. And now I'm in my second year and uh, I read um, things people don't talk about when they talk about fat. Sorry, it's a long title, but it's by Audrey Gordon and she is your fat friend on Twitter Oh, yes, I follow her. She's amazing, right? She's amazing. And that book made me cry um, because I, I we were kind of talking uh, before this started and you were talking about the little things that, not the little things, but the things that make life difficult when you're in a larger body. And she goes into a lot of these details and talks about her own life and it made me cry and it made me think about some things I hadn't thought about and I just loved it. I thought it's a brilliant book and it's one that definitely needs more attention because I thought it was really wonderful. See, now I wrote it down. I will be re- getting that book. You'll love it. It will go on my Kindle. <laughs> You'll have well, to let I'm, me know what you think. I love I books. I will. I definitely will. 
<laughs> now, final question for you. And you've already watched some episodes, so you know this question. What do you love most about yourself? I love my smile. I know that sounds so corny, and it maybe doesn't, I don't know. All I know is that I do really like my smile. When I smile and I feel the feelings behind a good smile, that's what I really like. I like that. I actually, I really like the way that you elaborated on it. Because it wasn't just the, I like my smile. I have a cute smile. It was what the smile brings up in you. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is interesting, I think, um, is that I, for a while, the 20 years I dieted, I got down, like I was very, very thin. And so my smile has changed, even though it's the same smile. I mean, my my cheeks have changed. The shape of my face has changed. And I, it's, I don't, it didn't change. The feelings about my smile never changed. I always think for me, if I'm smiling, it's a good day. Love it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on tonight. This has been an awesome conversation. I have loved every bit of it. I think definitely it is an impactful topic. And I would love to actually talk to you about coming on Big Beautiful Badasses. I think I we need to have a talk. That. I would love also, that. I will email you some information on it. Okay. Okay. And okay. thank you so much for the opportunity. This was wonderful. Of course. Of course. You guys, thank you so much for being with us tonight. If you are enjoying this podcast, any of my other podcasts, my bonus episodes, and you want to see me continue to do this work, then please consider buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. By being a listener supporter, you will get supporter only content. You will be part of a panel that helps me curate new content and you will know the guest lineup before the rest of the world. So buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. Y'all have a great night and I will see you later. Bye.